Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to be, that wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free just hit that subscribe button and we'll make sure that you get the latest content whenever you choose to listen to the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. Well, actually, the latest is from spring training and the Braves are now five games in to the start of their 2023 spring training. And so far in spring training, there's not really been anything of, you know, true significance on the positive side. And that's not trying to be necessarily negative. You know, we've seen some some good offensive output so far from Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, uh, Vaughn Grissom, including yesterday, um, and a great day at the plate for Vaughn Grissom. Overall, the offense has looked pretty consistent. It looks like, you know, that many of, you know, the Braves regulars are getting off to good starts in the spring. The other positive is that we saw on uh, Monday that the Braves were able to put together a good stretch of pitching. You know, after the second game of the spring, which the Braves, you know, you know, trotted out a lot of their, you know, minor league depth, the Braves came back and had Max Freed and Spencer Strider, who many consider to be the Braves' number one and number two starters going into this season. They were able to stack them on top of each other, and both Freed and Strider had great outings. But perhaps the most anticipated performance so far this spring occurred on Tuesday, in which Ian Anderson, who, as many of us know, struggled for much of the 2022 season, he was slated to take them out on Tuesday afternoon. Anderson coming into the first few weeks of the spring, there'd been some positive reaction to how he was performing, you know, in workouts by coaches and observers. There was also talk of him adding a new pitch to his repertoire, a slider that hopefully would allow to him to add another pitch that would allow for his arsenal to be even deeper, and thus he would be able to keep hitters off balance, which hopefully would allow for him to be more consistent with his production. Well, unfortunately on Tuesday, it was not the best of starts for Ian Anderson. He did not get out of the first inning, allowing two walks, allowing two home runs. When he did throw the slider, it one of them was right down the middle and it wound up leaving the ballpark. So overall, not a very good start to things for Ian Anderson. And as we've come to know with Ian Anderson, you know, he's definitely aware 
of what needs to be done. He's definitely aware of the work that needs to be put in in order to be able to right the ship and hopefully get back going in 2023. He said after the game, it's definitely not the start that he wanted. He, he you know, he mentioned he put in, you know, a lot of work in the offseason. It definitely was not the start that he wanted, but you just simply bounce back and hope for better results next time out. And the thing to consider is this, is that, you know, yes, Ian Anderson's performance in his first spring start is relevant because of how much he struggled last year and how much different tweaks to what, how he was approaching batters just simply did not work. He never could find an avenue that led to consistency in 2022. We know that he, you know, put in work with different sources in the offseason. Of course, that led to the addition of the slider. So, yes, it is relevant that Ian Anderson's struggles yesterday occurred. It's definitely not the start that he or the Braves had hoped would occur, especially when you consider the fact, though Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright are making progress themselves to be available at some point in the spring, this was really an opportunity for Ian Anderson to get off to a good start to really establish himself as someone the Braves can pencil into the starting rotation. I'm not saying this performance derails that hope for Ian Anderson, but it definitely is not the start. It definitely does not put that that thought of confidence into Anderson and the coaching staff and the franchise that, you know, Anderson can be there as, you know, potentially that fourth starter coming out of spring training. Again, those are the type of thoughts that come from a start such as this, and that's why it's relevant. But it also must be kept in context. It's, February, it's now March 1st. Happy March to everybody. But this occurred on February 28th. There's still plenty of time for Anderson and the Braves to look over this start, make corrections where needed, and hopefully Anderson could put some strings of starts together. Because at the end of the day, his opportunity to be able to make the starting rotation, his opportunity to be there as that fourth or fifth starter coming out of spring, it those chances really have not changed that much at all. Bryce Elder no, nor Colby Allard, who many consider to be quote unquote the pitching depth for the Braves outside, you know, the main, you know, four or five starters, neither of them had an outstanding start to the spring either. It's going to take time to see where Kyle Wright and Mike Soroka are as well. So there's really nothing that's been lost in terms of the outlook for Ian Anderson based off this run performance, but it definitely is a less than ideal start and it's relevant when you consider how much he struggled in 2022 and how much talk there was and there should have been talk. Don't get me wrong, I don't think that there was any issue at all with how much positivity we were seeing coming from the coaching staff and Ian Anderson himself to really try to focus on starting the bounce back for 2023 now. It's a less than ideal start. It's a hiccup on being able to get where he wants to get. Hopefully corrections can be made in order for him to be able to really put together a stretch of good outings that can allow for the Braves to have confidence in trotting him out there as the fourth, you know, fifth, whatever starter it may be to start the season. On offense, though, it was definitely great to see Vaughn Grissom again put together another good performance. He had an RBI double in, um, in the game as well. And so Vaughn Grissom has definitely gotten off to a productive start so far in spring training, continuing to show that when it comes to his performance, that when it comes to his ability to hold down the shortstop position, again, offense is not going to be, in my opinion, 
too much of a question. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to replicate what Dansby Swanson did at the plate last year, but I don't think that offensive production is going to be something that the Braves have to worry about from the bat of Vaughn Grissom. So it's great to see that Grissom is getting off to a good start in the spring as well. So, you know, this is normal when it comes to spring training. You have the negatives and you have the positives, but of course you certainly want for the, you know, the individuals that you really want to see have positive starts to spring training. It's not a good feeling when they do not, but in the case of Ian Anderson, obviously corrections need to be made. Hopefully he'll be able to make adjustments, uh, you know, with his next time out. So yes, a struggling start to his spring is definitely relevant in terms of the fact that the Braves and Anderson need to focus on what they need to do to get the sh to, to right the ship for the rest of his outings, but Anderson certainly still has a chance to solidify his spot and at least the start of the season rotation for the Braves to rely on them when they need to once the 2023 season begins. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So when it comes to the Braves and their pitching depth, obviously, again, as mentioned in the first segment of today's Hammer, you know, it's great to see the starts to that uh, Spencer Strider and Max Freed had on Monday. Nothing surprising, as talented as both those pitchers are. The fact that the Braves are, you know, viewing them as their, you know, top two starters, hopefully, you know, their two aces for much of the season leading into the playoffs. Not surprising to see the start that they had, but of the Braves' other starters, you know, there's, you know, it's reasonable to say that there are questions out there that likely will be answered in time and hopefully all in positive ways. But again, we continue to see that there are answers that, you know, hopefully will be answered as far as spring training goes. You know, Charlie Morton, you know, had a bullpen session yesterday with Travers Darno. It was reported we've not seen him yet so far in spring training, but that's not necessarily a concern, you know, with the fact that Charlie Morton is the veteran that he is. But Colby Allard, um, uh, Bryce Elder, you know, they both struggled in in their first appearances of the spring. We, of course, know that Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright are working their way back from injury. So the Braves, yes, they're pitching depth. You know, they've not lost anyone to a significant injury, nor, you know, is anyone behind when it comes to spring training schedule because of some other reason. Everyone has either made an appearance some have struggled, or they're working their way towards their first appearance of the spring. This is normal occurrence when it comes to the starting staff of a major league team at the beginning of spring training. But 
if there is another positive to put a spotlight on, it's the fact that the Braves have seen some encouraging starts to the spring from a few of their more notable prospects in their farm system, mainly both Jared Schuster as well as Dylan Dodd, two left-handers that are going to probably be the more notable names in the Braves system, especially in the high minors, as both likely will be in the Gwinnett starting rotation to start the season. And both of those players, both Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, they actually book in the top 10 of Major League Baseball Pipeline's top 30 Braves prospects, which was released on Monday as well. The MLB Pipeline, you know, looks at each team's top 30 prospects on an annual basis, you know, around the start of the season. Plus, they typically will update it towards the middle of the season as well. And once again, Pipeline has done that for the Braves. And, and to nobody's surprise... No one in the Brave system right now ranks in the top 100 in terms of MLB.com's top 100 prospects. But Jared Schuster tops the list as the top prospect right now in the Braves organization. Dylan Dodd right now is ranked 10th. But both those pitchers at the age of 24, they're knocking on the door when it comes to Major League Baseball. Not necessarily in terms of the fact that you know they'll make their debut in April or, or May of this year. But the fact that both of them have emerged towards the top of the Braves minor league system and have shown enough production that the Braves were comfortable trading off, you know, a player such as a Kyle Muller in the deal to acquire Sean Murphy, it shows that the Braves once again have at least developed to the point of the fact that they're intrigued enough to be optioned for the Braves in the pinch this season. They've once again developed, you know, left-handed pitching that they could potentially rely on as time goes on this season. Now, what I mean by rely on is this, is that if the Braves continue to see the back end of their rotation struggle in spring training, like for instance, Ian Anderson, you know, doesn't find a successful start, perhaps either Wright or Soroka have a setback in, you know, uh, getting back from injury, Bryce Elder, Colby Aller continue, you know, to, to, to run into struggles, you know, does the emergence of Jared Schuster or Dylan Dodd prevent the Braves from potentially going out and getting, you know, another veteran talent? I don't think that's the case. I think that there certainly is a possibility, though I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think that if we go another, you know, perhaps seven to ten days and the Braves are, you know, not satisfied where some of their starting pitching options are returning from um, injury or that some of their pitching options have struggled, the Braves certainly, either through a trade, free agent signing, what have you, they could add another arm to the mix. Now, what I'm meaning when I say that Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd could be knocking on the door at the Major League level is they could assume the role in 2023 like Bryce Selder and Kyle Muller did in 2022, whereas the season goes on and the Braves want to start managing some of the innings of their pitchers, you could see a Jared Schuster, you could see a Dylan Dodd come up and make a spot start for the Braves, probably against, you know, you know, competition that, you know, is, you know, below where the Braves are. Nothing against any other Major League teams, but that's that's how you manage innings is give, you know, a spot start to a rookie in a setting where you think they're likely to succeed. But you could see a spot start or two from Jared Schuster or Dylan Dodd as time goes on, and that's encouraging from where they from the 2022 seasons that they had. And that also, when you look at Dylan Dodd, when you look at Jared Schuster, that defines part of 
the talent that's at the top of the Braves minor league system. You have several older prospects who, while I'll stop short of saying that 2023 is a make-or-break season for them, you've got Jared Schuster, who's 24. You've got Braden Shoemake, who's 25. You've got Darius Vines, who's 24. Dylan Dodd, who's 24 himself. Victor Vognick, who's 23 himself. Cal, 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 <laughs> Cal Conley, who's 23. Jesse Franklin, who's 24. That's six, seven of your top 15 prospects who were 23, 24, 25 years old. Again, it's not a break or break season necessarily for them, but those players are starting to get towards their mid-20s, so they're coming to a point in time in terms of their minor league careers where either it's going to make sense for them to you know, emerge as an option for the Braves, make sense for them to potentially emerge as an option in a trade for the Braves to go get other talent, or... You know, you start to question, you know, what is their long-term prospects? So when it comes to the Braves' top 15 prospects, you have a mix of older prospects who are in the high minors who eventually, over the next year or two, you're really going to see their long-term future defined. Are they an option for the Braves? Are they an option in a trade? Are they someone who has a major league future that may not work out? And it's not going to work out for all of those prospects. But that really stands out when you look at the Major League system is some of their more notable names are older prospects who are getting to the point. Not necessarily all of them are knocking on the door to where they're going to force their way to the majors, but they are getting to that point to where either it makes sense for them to be some somewhere in the majors, you know, at the Major League level, or you start to potentially say, okay, what is the long-term future for this player? The other part... The other half of the Braves' top 15 is a mix of lower minors options that the Braves have brought in via the last couple of drafts or international free agency. For instance, MLB Pipeline, after Jared Schuster is the number one ranked prospect, you have Owen Murphy and J.R. Ritchie, two players who were just drafted in the 2022 MLB draft, as, uh, along with A.J. Smith-Shaver, as well as Cole Phillips. All of those are pitchers who were 20 years old or younger. Now, of course, A.J. Smith-Shaver, many look at him as potentially being the highest ceiling prospect right now, you know, of those that are at least known in the Braves system. You're going to see Owen Murphy and J.R. Ritchie have their first full season in the Braves system this year. But after Schuster, who potentially could be an option for the Braves this year and into the future, you know, in the near future at the Major League level, you've got several lower-level prospects in terms of arms, who at the very least are intriguing to start to watch as they, you know, look to start their ascent through the Braves' minor league system. And through that, you know, the fact that you've got lower-level arms, the fact that you've got, you know, a few intriguing lower-level hitters that the Braves have brought in through international free agency, what that brings to light is this, is that, yes, it's fair, as we've discussed, the Braves' overall talent in their minor league system Compared to other major league systems in Major League Baseball, it makes sense that it's toward the bottom of the list. That's what occurs when you have so much young talent that's graduated to the major league level, including last year's Rookie of the Year and Rookie of the Year runner-up in Michael Harris, as well as Spencer Strider. But the encouraging sign, at least in my opinion, is that you do have some options in Schuster and Dodd that could potentially supplement you know, your starting rotation at the major league level if that's needed this season. But you also have some young talents that could really jump up. So there is, there's a bit of a gray area. There's some more gray area in the Braves minor league system than there may be in other minor league systems around baseball. 
you could see a couple of breakout seasons, you know, from the international free agency hitters or the pitchers that the Braves have drafted that could allow for them to start to be players that you could eventually see ranked in the top 100 as time goes on. So while when we look at the Braves, you know, minor league system and how they're ranked to begin the season, just know that while they're towards the bottom of many rankings, there also is plenty of opportunity for some of these younger prospects to jump up to make the overall talent in the system look better as the season goes along. That's on top of the fact that the Braves do have, while they're a bit older, the Braves do have some prospects that could emerge at least as intriguing options for the Braves to use in the pinch at the major league level. So the Braves system, you know, certainly has a lot of definition that still needs to be, you know, solidified as this season goes along. But it's an interesting mix of older prospects who likely are going to see their, you know, short and long-term futures defined this season or next. Plus, we're going to start to see the ascent of some of the more intriguing talents in the Braves system in the lower levels as they start their first or second full seasons in the Braves farm system. So a lot of fun to see. It's going to be interesting, you know, when it comes to the Braves' overall pitching depth heading into the 2023 season. You know, we feel like we have the hierarchy in place. Freed, Strider, Wright, Ian Anderson. Then after that, you've got Soroka, you've got uh, Bryce Elder, you've got Kobe Allard. Now, potentially, you start to throw into the mix Jared Schuster as well as Dylan Dodd. It's good to at least see Dodd and Schuster have good starts to the spring. The Braves are hoping that Elder and Allard and Anderson can do the same along with hoping that Soroka and Wright can emerge back. Of course, also Charlie Morton as well. So plenty of notable or intriguing names when it comes to the Braves pitching depth. Some of them, a few of them could be some of their top prospects, but it'll be interesting to see how either through injuries or ineffectiveness, how many of those players can write the ship as spring training moves along. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You also can find all of the great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. Again, you can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. (laughs) 